Wow, today marking the 14th time for Disturbed to co-host the L.A. Lloyd Rock Countdown. Uh, we last hung out with Dan Donegan at River City Rock Fest last year in May of 2016. Welcome back, number 14. I mean, and and also a big congrats on having the number one song of 2016 for the Sound of Silence, man. It's great to be with you. Good company to be in. Definitely is. Good to see you. And we are at a great venue tonight. It's actually my favorite venue in Austin, uh, ACL Live here. And um, it's a little bit smaller than the rooms you guys have been playing. And which, uh, you know, I, we may not get to see some of the pyro I've seen in some of the photos, yeah, uh, but unfortunately, I, I got to think the sound is going to be just amazing here. tonight. I, I've heard great things about this room. Um, obviously, David and John both live here in Austin. Right. They've been here before and they and they love the room. And, they, and we did sound check today and sounded great up there. So at least we got that going for yeah, us. So we don't have all the bells and whistles, like you said, with the production. But uh, I mean, we'll still have a good light uh, light show but right the pyro we tried to push it hard with the fire marshal and just couldn't get him the budge i gotta say the biggest positive i see about doing a song like the sound of silence is you know it's okay for disturbed to change up the band sound every now and then truthfully it just depends what comes out naturally yeah, yeah. i mean it's we never really try to second guess what it is we do or what we should do we just have to happen while we're in the room together writing and we're working on stuff and uh Obviously, since this is a cover, it was a bit more challenging because we try to pay respect to the original artist yeah. and stay somewhat true uh, to the hooks of it, but the challenge of still making it enough of our own and, t- and taking somewhat ownership over it. So we st- found a way to still keep it a bit dark and haunting by yeah. the delivery of it. Um, but direction-wise, you know, for us, we, we've been a band for 20 years now, and uh for me personally, this is what it was my suggestion to take this song down this road, right? Um, just to push ourselves um, musically, because I've heard David sing for many years off the stage. I know what he's capable of doing, yeah. And I wanted to really try to take this song and push him down the road to show our fans and an audience what he's capable of doing as a vocalist and not just the aggressive stuff, right? And the key was trying to find the right key to play the song in and get him in that lower register and have him really have to build the song vocally instead of just big musically. I wanted to give a nice uh, bed of music that was going to complement his vocals but not get in the way. Yeah. Really put the pressure on him to have to hit it out of the park to yeah. carry the song. And like you said, to be able to push the band, but not having a forced sound. I mean, that's a challenge, but you guys right. totally pulled it off. So as far as the future sound, I, I don't know. I, I think, if anything, this just widens the definition of what Disturbed is. It's yeah. not a one-dimensional band. Or, and now uh, other people and fans and celebrities and people are seeing that, too. If they have preconceived notions off the name of the band or, or down with the sickness or thinking uh, that we're one thing, right. I think it shows that we, we have many areas we could branch off. In. Oh, the diversity is just flowing, man. I love it. You know, when a new year begins, we like to have Rock's biggest artist to co-host our first one of the year. And we've done all right this weekend, I think, for the first one of 2017 is Dan Donegan of Disturbed is here, the band who had the number one song of 2016. And let me ask you, Dan, about your videos. I mean, the concepts are amazing. Do uh, you guys in the band do it or do you go outside for that? Well, it really depends. Uh, we have, uh, you know, people at Warner Brothers at our label that uh, they try to guide us in the direction of getting uh, a video director or somebody to write a treatment and we'll go through a few treatments until we feel that we found something that we connect with and it's usually a pretty tough process for us because we're we're a very hands-on band and, and we don't like to give up any of our right. our 
creativeness or any ownership of this band. So we're we're hard to please yeah. when it's coming from somebody else, and it's it's a little tough to trust somebody who do, who may be great at what they do and to help create a visual that's going to represent our, our band. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we it's probably one of the worst things that we hate. <laughs> that we that we do that we, right. we we hate having to do it, but uh, um, sometimes we feel like we, we fall short on some of them. Some some we love. They hit it out of the park. The Sound of Silence video uh, came out amazing. Yeah, and there was very little effort on our part put in into it. The director just had a great vision, and it was a simple shoot. It was probably the easiest easiest uh, video shoot that we did. We only spent a couple hours of shooting our part, and he just did his thing. And, and the video's been seen over 117 million times. Wow. Over time. um, but some of the other ones, uh, we might get a little bit more involved. Um, I kind of tweaked and wrote the treatment for the light when we were doing that. And it kind of, like I said, you, I have it in my head. Yes. And I'm a perfectionist, and it doesn't always come out exactly <laughs> the way I want it. Right, then I'm like, right. it still turned out good. It got the message across. Yeah. but. Um, for us, the tough thing is if you if we have control over that, and we're 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 creating stuff that it's probably like a, a movie set, and we don't have the, right. the budget to make that. So when when we write a treatment, it's like yeah, we do this and we do that, and they're like yeah, that's going to be like a couple million dollars to do that. We don't have that to to make a video for. So that's where we have to kind of put it in the hands of the director and these guys to be able to budget out what. Uh, you know, what they're capable of doing yeah. within that cost. Last year, we had Corey Taylor of Slipknot talking about how excited he was to do Knotfest Japan, which happened November 5th and 6th of last year. A lot of heavy bands, of course, on there. And uh, Dan Donegan of Disturbed is here. Now, you guys played it, but uh, there was uh, something kind of funny along with the lineup. There was uh, there was Hoobastank in there as well. <laughs> I didn't even know they were on the bill, to be honest. Yeah, I mean... Nothing against the band. No, man. not I, at I all. I like the band, too. Um, it just seems a little... Out of place, but uh, but maybe talk about uh, obviously the Japan fans are crazy. I mean, we haven't been there in, in years. Uh, we've only gone a couple times early in our career, and for whatever reason, we just we just couldn't make it work or or, or find a reason to get back there. We had la- label issues at the time too, and yeah. support to go there. But uh, we've usually done it when we would do Australia, and New Zealand, and we would jump over to Japan and try to do a couple shows there. But um, we we haven't done it in. Probably twelve years. So um, I, I get a mix up. We were just in Mexico City the other day uh, doing Not Fest there. Yeah, you know, so I'm now that must have been as, really crazy down there. Yeah, that was great. That was our first time in Mexico City. So yeah. I mean, and we, I mean, we've been everywhere, but there's still always those certain markets that it's the first time. Still, after all these years, that are huge markets. Hitting. I mean, Mexico City yeah. is a huge city, right? You know? And it was a great opportunity. Of course, we were looking for that that big opportunity to do it. So when Slipknot uh, added us to the bill, it was, it was a great chance to finally get there and perform. The fans were amazing. Um, but yeah, back to Japan. We're excited that we can get back there. Um, like I said, it's been many years. So if we can get things going over there and, and put make that another staple and uh, and and make it a market, we could continue going back to that. Maybe we can get the Rock Countdown to Japan. I've never been and would love to go to Tokyo. Uh, any takers out there? All right, very good. Last weekend we counted down the biggest songs of 2016. Our guest co-host Disturbed had the number one track of the year, "The Sound of Silence." Paul Simon, the man who wrote it, reached out to you with accolades. Talk about that. Uh, for sure. He sent the, an, an email back after him seeing our performance on Conan O'Brien. Right. And uh, so we were just like little kids, just giddy over the fact that he responded <laughs> to it. And like I said, I mean, the, the 
worst thing that could happen is him, uh, you know, complain and say, you guys butchered my song. Right. What'd you do to it? So, right. for, so for, and he's, he's messaged a couple times now too, because, uh, since then he's been getting asked a lot oh, yeah? in interviews. So I've seen stuff in the UK, him in an interview, uh, I've seen a video of him being questioned on it. And, uh, and he had mentioned uh, we we sent him a, a copy. David had sent him an email, a, a link to our performance of doing it live, and we had Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge wow. sit in and sing harmonies throughout the whole song with David. Jeez. And Miles, as you know, is uh, one of the best out there too. Oh, yeah. So they were their harmonies were spot on, and so David thought he would forward that to to Paul to get his <laughs> reaction, and he responded back to it quickly, and it was great. So it's just it's awesome that he's uh, you know still complimenting it. Well, I guess when you get Paul's blessing, what else do you need to worry about, right? Dan Donegan co-hosting today. And I tell you, Dan, uh, I'd love to do Artist Pick if you'd like to uh, give me one of your favorite tracks from Immortalized. This one's very personal to me. It's uh, uh, Save Our Last Goodbye. Oh. And that's, uh, was, I, I wrote a majority of the lyrics on it because it's about a friend of mine that died of pancreatic cancer oh, man. a couple years ago. And uh, the beginning of the song, there's a telephone ring and a voice message, and that's actually him. That's his voice that he left a message for my friend while he was going through treatment. And uh, so you, I at first, I didn't want to um, bring that into the band because I didn't know if it was too selfish on my part to bring in somebody that was more of my friend. And, right. and the guys didn't really know him as well because they live in different states than me. So, But when I... Played it. I, I was talking about how my, my friend passed away, and I, I said, ah, you know, I got a voicemail from him. And David's like, dude, you, you got to put that in the song. Wow. And he kind of, I'm like, Are you sure? Is that getting a little too too personal on it? And we're like, all of our songs are personal, you know. Yeah. And I think we put it out there. So, um, I created this in, intro to it to be able to incorporate his voice on there, and it was basically the message was. Um, well, him talking about his treatment and you know feeling a little bit better, and he wasn't throwing up this time and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty sad because it's wow. real. Yeah. And so the point in the song, I, I had the uh, the telephone ring a couple times, and um, there was a call back. This 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 is the point in the song. In case anybody misses it or, or doesn't quite get it, is you hear a telephone ring back, and it goes to a voicemail to a mailbox, and this was after. Fine, after he passed away yeah. and it was almost like in this i've done this before too with another friend that passed away is you know they're they're passed away they're not going to answer the phone but you you want some kind of closure to hear their voice again yeah yeah and uh and leave them a message like you're just saying goodbye even though they're never going to hear it yeah so the call back says the, the the mailbox is full you know so knowing that other friends have done the same thing and then towards the end of the song it was another attempt at at calling uh, back, and it says, you know, this this number has been disconnected, and it kind of the reality of he's gone. Yeah, wow. So I know I kind of long winded answer no, there, man, but that's, that's, that's a- why it was personal to me. It's it, anybody that lost somebody, and the song's musically a little bit more uh, aggressive. It's very melodic at times in there, but it's I wanted to go aggressive with it because it was we were angry about his death. He was angry about it. He was young. He was. Early 40s with, with three kids and a wife, never been sick in his, in his life, never got, went to the doctor for nothing, has a little bit of pain. One, one day he goes to the doctor to say, you got pancreatic cancer. So immediately start treatment. And within 10 months, he, he was taken from us. So it just, I'm sure everybody's probably met somebody before that they feel that they've been cheated. You know, 
he was gone, taken away early, and, and it kind of left a lot of people angry at why that could happen to somebody. Like, not that anybody deserves that, but we're like, well, why, why him? You know, he's just a, lives a great, simple life, married to his, his best friend and, and with three kids, and, and just like that, it turned everybody's world upside down. You know, a lot of people are always pitching you ideas for uh, your videos, and, you know, the industry lingo is, hey, uh, what's the treatment? So... Uh <laughs> is it usually a lot of the same ideas that you've heard over and over again, or do you get uh, a lot of different stuff coming at you? Yeah, it, it's 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 a pretty much a storyboard. They're they're trying to give us their pitch and right. sell us ever, <laughs> than ever before, and this and they they try to sell us on that. It's like yeah. oh, it's going to look epic, and yeah, and uh, so yeah, it is somewhat of a storyboard. They they some get a little bit more thorough than than others, but um, we just try to take ones that we we feel that maybe. Uh, looking at their catalog of stuff that they've done um, and just visually, a lot of times we just have to give them a little bit of trust uh, and hopefully they, they get it. Hey man, I think you guys do an amazing job picking the folks that work with you on this awesome Disturbed videos. Dan Donegan of Disturbed on the first rock countdown of 2017 and we're up to your track called Open Your Eyes and I gotta say man, it uh, it's very fitting considering this one really kind of hit its peak just before our presidential election. It's kind of ironic that a lot of our songs timing wise has been kind of going along with what's going on in, yeah. in the world too. Yeah. A lot of the subject matter on this album in general, but yeah, definitely with Open Your Eyes too. And and it was a tough one to jump to because the Sound of Silence has taken off in such a big way. Right. It was hard to uh, go to the next single because the, the, you know, everything's still rolling with the Sound of Silence. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been nice to add Open Your Eyes to, to the set list. Ellie Lloyd here, and I saw this interview where David Draymond just talked about how the band gets really contacted from people who have neither heard of them before, uh, before The Sound of Silence came out, and this whole new door that just continues to open based on the popularity of that song. It's crazy. I mean, we felt obviously confident that it was going to... Uh it turned out as great as it did once David kind of hit that the vocal performance out of the park. We thought it was going to definitely maybe open up some eyes to the band and, and ears to maybe take a take a look at the back catalog as right. well too. And, and as you mentioned, some people that have reached out. Of course, I mean Paul Simon himself reaching out was the the biggest thing for us. We're yeah. like, okay, well, you know what? We got his blessing. That's all that matters. You know, he wrote it. He loves our version, and he you know, gave us praise on it, so we'll, we'll take that for yeah. sure. Our first guest co-host of 2017, none other than Dan Donegan of Disturbed. When you guys first went out on the road and started talking about your production and what the stage was going to be looking like, uh, how much thought went into that? Because I got to see you guys in a kind of an intimate show. Well, I mean, our, our first month of touring, we scaled down to do a, a club run. Yeah, yeah. And we went into Canada for some dates, too, but... We wanted to just get back up on, on, on stage again and get mm-hmm. our stage legs back and <laughs> and and work the rust off a bit. But um, being that intimate environment is as many bands say when they when they go back down and, and downsize those rooms. But uh, um, but ultimately it was just you know part of the process of working our way back to the to the big stage and bringing the production and uh, yeah the 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 economy's tough touring's been tough for a lot of bands right. But, we also feel that we owe it to the fans to give them um, a show, give yeah. them everything we can and come out with guns blazing and all the bells and whistles. And, and anytime we can add fire to the set, it always makes <laughs> things better. So um, I think the first few days of pre-production, we were in Minnesota and none of us, we were just on stage playing and we're doing all these test runs with the pyro and we're just yeah. all 
have our back towards where the crowd would be, and we're just watching it, and we're all like, all excited because it's it's fun. You get to yeah. shoot all that fire and tall flames. And, it's like watching a fireworks display. Oh, it's awesome. September twenty fourth and twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Not Fest meets Oz Fest. Headlined on one stage by Black Sabbath, and they personally invited our guest co-host Disturbed to be the immediate opening act right before they came on. What an honor, man! Oh, amazing. I, I think uh, when we first got the word that. Black Sabbath wanted us to be main support for their final LA show. We're like, are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, we were just uh, just so excited. We couldn't say nothing yet because they didn't a- they didn't advertise or announce it just yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're like excited. I want to tell my friends, tell everyone. But uh, yeah, what a, what an honor. I mean, it's it's great. We've you know, Sharon and Ozzy have been great to us over the years. Obviously, mm-hmm. from back in the Ozfest days, we, we've done it four or five times with them. Um, and it's nice to kind of come full circle and, and come back and be able to share the stage one more time. The first one of the year, and what a great way to start it off with Dan Donegan of Disturbed. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, things are, you know, we're all we're all family right now too. So finding the balance out here, David. Right. David will have his, his kid joining us on tour for the for the rest of this run, and yeah. I've had my kids out many years and that. So nice. Um, you know, that's our lives. We find the balance between family and, and music. That's, well, cool. It's life. Well, this is the first show of 2017, and I got to say, it's a great way to start it off. So, Dan, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you.